It is time to buckle up for the bubble watch. Each week, every Thursday here on the David Glenn Show, we put on our bracketologist hat. We look at all the Division I men's basketball teams located across North Carolina and throughout the entire Atlantic Coast Conference, and we update you on their chances at earning NCAA tournament bids. And for the ACC teams, many of whom are headed there even if they don't get that automatic bid awaiting the ACC champion at the ACC tournament in Brooklyn. We'll see you there in just a few weeks. We give you those updates, and we ask you to buckle up for this bubble, bubble watch. Why? Because did you know in North Carolina, only 87% or so of men buckle up versus 93 or so percent of women. They're already better than us at most things. We can't let them win this contest as well. Buckle up or face a $179 fine. That is every seat, every single time. It is the law. And don't forget, if somebody 15 or under is not buckled up in your vehicle, Darren, that $263 fine, $263, goes to you as the driver of the vehicle, not that 15 or under person who is one of your passengers. Don't forget that now. 1-800-849-2761. Okay, buckle up, because I'm going to ask Darren Vaught to guess how many teams on average, you're not a North Carolinian, I'm not by birth or my, my being raised in Philadelphia either. Born in Illinois, raised in Philadelphia. Can I call myself a North Carolinian after 31 years? I hope so. Yeah, I would think so. You are a much more recent transplant. Three years. But you have followed, as someone born and raised in Virginia, the state to your south. You certainly have followed ACC basketball, the national championship programs, plural, at NC State and Duke and Carolina, just in a little triangle area. If you had to guess the average number of teams from our state that play in the NCAA tournament each year. Now, that's not just the ACC, obviously, but we have a lot of schools in a lot of Division I conferences. What would you guess the average number is? And just to give you a hint, I only went back through what we call the, the modern era, in a sense, the 64-team bracket. It did grow to 68, but I'm kind of lumping them together. For the 30-plus years that we have had the 64-slash-68-team format in the NCAA tournament. Average teams representing the state of North Carolina, what would your guess be? Uh, for an average, I would guess that the number falls somewhere between four and five, maybe a little closer to the lower side of that. That's very well done. It is a hair over four per year. Oh, all right. I actually was surprised that it wasn't five because of the number of schools and conferences that we represent here across North Carolina. My rule of thumb is most years, it feels like, I know it hasn't always been this way lately, Wake and State fans, but... It feels like through most of my 31 years covering the ACC, three of the four ACC teams are good at any given time. Like right now, three of the four are good. Wake's having a rough year. Duke and Carolina look fantastic, including last night. State looks pretty darn good and dangerous as well, three out of the four. Now, obviously, things ebb and flow, but if you get three out of the four ACC schools most years, You'd think we'd be able to scrounge up two more from somewhere else. Well, in some years, all four of those teams get in. Exactly. I, the average is four. Seriously, I double-checked my math. It's only four per year from the great state of North Carolina, even as we are, and I think it's beyond debate, often the center of the college basketball universe. Without further ado, as you buckle up for our bubble watch, UVA, of course, is still a number one. Duke is still a number two. 
I think Carolina is now a number two after six straight victories. They have been in that 5-6 territory and continuing to climb up the ladder. Consecutive wins including Duke, NC State, Notre Dame, Louisville, and just last night, the Syracuse Orange. That one was on the road. I have Duke and Carolina as two seeds. UVA is the one. And then you got a lump of ACC teams together. You could talk me into an eight or nine. I'm not going to debate the details. It's too far from Selection Sunday. Miami, Florida State, Virginia Tech, and NC State are all lumped together. They're not near the bubble bursting, but they're not exactly in easy city either. But you could make an argument for that 8, 9, 10 range for any of the teams I just mentioned, Miami, Florida State, Virginia Tech, or NC State of the ACC. Syracuse is smack dab on the bubble. They might have gotten to the right side last night had they beaten Carolina. I still think they can get to the right side. They have a chance to knock off a top 25 Clemson team that has been struggling lately. I think Jim Beheim figures out a way to get that win, which is exactly the kind of PowerPoints that he needs. I think as we speak, Syracuse is outside the NCAA tournament. But I believe that that Hall of Fame coach is going to figure out a way to get him in between now and Selection Sunday. One more update. So that would be what? Nine ACC teams, UVA, Duke and Carolina. Oh, Clemson is a number four I have right now, and they're sliding a little bit. Virginia Tech over over, uh, Clemson last night in Blacksburg. The Hokies have won four out of five. Their only loss, not at all embarrassing, that was at Duke. Good luck trying to win there. The Tigers have lost three straight. So if you're an NC State fan wondering about either the Wolfpack's seed at the ACC tournament or Kevin Keats' job among other really good jobs in the ACC, if you're just thinking selfishly, and why wouldn't you, keep rooting for the Tigers to lose because it makes Brad Brownell's very impressive coaching job look a little less stellar. If they go from losing three straight to losing six straight, I mean, it's still a nice job. He's getting Clemson into the NCAA tournament. But you're not winning coach of the year if you lose six straight games to finish the season and you end up not only in the lower, the middle of the pack, it'd be kind of the lower middle of the pack. So we'll see where the Clemson story goes. Just remember, if you're a Wolfpack fan, Clemson and Virginia Tech are the two schools you're tied with. And when it comes to the ACC tournament, you want to be in the top four so you get the double buy and you increase your chances of making a run at an ACC title. For the record, NC State split head-to-head with the Clemson Tigers, so that will not be your tiebreaker if they're the only two tied for fourth later. They lost to the Hokies, so you don't want to finish in a one-on-one tie with Virginia Tech since you lost that head-to-head matchup against Virginia Tech a little bit earlier this year. With all three of those 9-6 and in the ACC standings, Virginia Tech's final three games, Louisville at home, Duke at home, and at Miami. I would argue none of those is easy. Clemson's road, Georgia Tech at home, that's a little bit easier. Florida State at home and at Syracuse, not easy at all in the latter two cases. I like NC State's road best out of these three teams tied for fourth. It's Florida State, but it's at home. Dangerous team, but on your court. It's at Georgia Tech. That's a bottom three team in this league. And then you get Louisville at home. Louisville has not beaten a good team in about a month or more than a month. Now, they'll be looking at NC State as their chance for maybe the signature victory. But I really believe if if the season ended today, Louisville has a resume that has been considered on the right side of the bubble for months. If you can't point to a single good win since January 13th, 
and you're in bubble land, they're not giving you the benefit of the doubt. They're just not going to do it. Carolina's on a roll after beating Syracuse last night. Duke is on a roll after beating Louisville last night. And the Cardinals are in free fall, losing six out of nine with their only wins against the bottom three teams in the ACC, Georgia Tech, Wake Forest, and Pitt. Last NCAA tournament-bound team the Cardinals have beaten head-to-head was Virginia Tech on January 13th. That's five or six weeks ago. Louisville, I think, is on the wrong side of the bubble. The good news for the ACC, that's nine who are in right now. And that's Syracuse and Louisville kind of hovering in the neighborhood trying to get on the right side of the bubble. UVA 1, Duke and Carolina 2, Clemson 4 or 5, the big group at 8, 9, 10, and then Syracuse and Louisville hovering, needing wins, I think, to get from the wrong side to the right side of the bubble. But it will not be just Duke, Carolina, and State from our state, Darren. I cannot guarantee anybody beyond those three. However, when you take a look around in the Big South, you know who's on top? The Bulldogs of UNC Asheville. They lead the league again, and they're actually on TV tonight. So Nick McDevitt's, Nick McDevitt's squad, who, which went to the NCAA tournament in 2016, won the regular season in the Big South last year. They have a chance to win the regular season again and get that first seed at the Big South tournament. They're on TV tonight. I know you love the little guy, Darren. It is Winthrop at UNC Asheville. That's 7 o'clock tonight, ESPNU. So a little national TV window for guards Ahmad Thomas, Macy Oteague, and Kevin Van Natta. We all know how important guards are in March, and that applies to conference tournaments as well. Good luck to the Bulldogs of UNC Asheville. Elsewhere, the, the good news is the Atlantic 10 has become a two-bid league. The bad news is the Davidson Wildcats of Bob McKillop are only going to get a bid to the big dance if they win the Atlantic 10 tournament. Rhode Island is really, really good. And St. Bonaventure has actually built an at-large type resume. Davidson is tied with the Bonnies for second in the Atlantic 10. Their overall body of work, not good enough for an at-large bid. The Wildcats must go to the A-10 tournament and win it. That won't be easy with Rhode Island, a national top 25 team, standing in the way. Elsewhere, West Miller and the UNCG Spartans, they are still number two in the Southern Conference. They are still breathing down the neck of East Tennessee State. They beat the Buccaneers head-to-head earlier this year. They remain one game behind ETSU in the Southern Conference race. Obviously, the Spartans of UNCG must win that conference tournament to get that automatic bid. And then one more shout out North Carolina A&T Darren and I saw them in person last year and I just to be candid they were horrible like they they had very little talent very little organization and when we saw NC Central whoop up on them they didn't even look like they were trying that hard or cared all that much I hate to say that but I got to call it as I see it one year later you know who leads the MEAC first place in the standings under second year head coach Jay Joyner how about North Carolina A&T The Aggies lead the MEAC, at least for now. They have to win that tournament to punch their ticket to the biggest dance, of course. But that's a lot of options behind Duke, Carolina, and NC State right there. And I don't need UNC Asheville and North Carolina A&T and UNC Greensboro and the Davidson Wildcats. I don't need everybody to come through. I'm going to be greedy, though. I want five or six, right? 
Let me see if I can find you the most ever from the state of North Carolina. I actually know the answer to that question. I would just have to look it up because I did that research not too long ago. Good luck to all of those teams right here in our backyard. And the ACC, again, well positioned to either match its all-time record. Nine NCAA bids. That was last year. They set their record. It's not the record for the whole country, but it is the record for the ACC. Great chance of matching the nine. Probably a long shot to exceed the nine. But given the breakdown we just shared, it is at least a possibility.